This is episode number 288, How to Navigate Confusing Emotions with Olivia. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the show, and welcome, welcome, of course, to all our new listeners. Just to give you a little overview of how the show works, every Wednesday, a numbered episode like this one comes up. It's an unscripted, unedited, unproduced coaching call between me and an incredible, courageous, and vulnerable listener. And every Saturday, I air something called Coach's Corner, which is either me talking or me interviewing someone that I think you are going to really love. It's been me talking on Coach's Corner for the past several weeks, but I have a really awesome interview coming up for you this weekend, so make sure not to miss that. I think it's going to be really helpful for a lot of you. I really love today's episode. It's a very unique question, a unique situation that our caller Olivia is dealing with, which is bringing up so many emotions for her, and then there's confusion about the emotions. And I love this topic so much because... We live in such a mental, logical, linear-based world where we want certainty, we want things to make sense, we want the five keys to manifesting the love of our life or the six steps to launching our business or the four main tools you can use to reduce your anxiety or the the 11 bullets to manifest what you want. All that stuff drives me crazy. It isn't linear. Life isn't these five keys or these three steps. And I'm sure, I'm sure in the past I've used that in my marketing in somewhere, <laughs> but I really don't do it anymore because I've learned that life is messy. It's complicated. There's no five keys to getting what you want. It's a journey. And especially when it comes to emotions, we don't want to try to manage them. We don't want to try to understand them. We don't want to try to know why we're feeling a certain way. We just need to learn how to feel and move through them. But our mind gets in the way. This is the biggest reason why I see so many people deal with repression, suppression, depression, and then have to distract themselves or develop addictions or the list goes on and on is because we really don't know how to be with our emotions. Now you may say, I cry. I know how to cry. Like I feel, but most of the time when you're crying or feeling, you're judging it, you're analyzing it. You want it to be different. You're not just letting yourself be in the emotion and ride the waves of the emotion. And you'll hear me talk to Olivia. When we ride the waves of emotion, it's not like we get on one wave of one feeling. It's not like, oh, let me let me hop on the wave of anger and just ride that. We ride the wave of emotion. One wave could have 20 different feelings in it. And it's like you're angry and then you're sad and then you're ashamed and then you're confused. And it's just letting yourself go with compassion. And I'll talk more about this in the breakdown and you hear me talk about it to Olivia as well, but I just want to reiterate and stress to all of you that trying to understand why, trying to find certainty, that's all mind stuff. And if you really want to evolve and be free of some of the stuff that's weighing you down, you have to feel, 
You just do. And if you missed my coach's corner almost two weeks ago on acceptance, go back and listen to that one. Cause I talk a lot about how to accept and move through the things that just plain old suck, <laughs> the things that just aren't what we want. And the only way through is through. A couple things I want to mention. We have our inner child workshop coming up this weekend. And this is one of the favorite workshops I've ever created or taught. I teach it with my husband. When we have a connection with our inner child, it's so much easier to navigate our emotions because so often, if not always, when we're having big feelings, there is a tie back to childhood because in childhood, we often didn't get a healthy expression of our emotions. And so when in our adult life, when we get triggered, we're not just triggered by the current life circumstances. It brings up all kinds of stuff from childhood and inner child work is one of the most valuable ways I feel we can heal and evolve and just have a much more peaceful relationship with ourself, much more clarity about life, an ability to surrender deeper, an ability to meet our own needs and therefore not be needy in our relationships. We're, we're driven by our unmet needs. We're completely driven by our unmet needs more than our values or even our desires and what's most aligned for us. We are completely ruled unconsciously and Remember, our unconscious drives 90 to 95% of our behavior, actions, and thoughts. We're, we're completely ruled by our unmet needs until we learn to meet them ourselves. Do we learn to get to know that inner child, understand that little one, and learn how to meet our needs? And then we're not ruled by our unmet needs because we have them. It's like if you have plenty of water, you're not constantly searching for it. You can pay attention to other things like what would I like to eat? What would I like to create? What would I like to do right now? Because you're not dying of thirst. And when we are completely driven by those unmet needs, it's like life is a constant battle of trying to get something or get somewhere. And you all know that feeling. I'm sure many of you are in there right now, you're trying to get something or get somewhere. And if you do the inner child work, that will start to evaporate. And life will be more of a process of what do I value? What's my vision? And you'll start drawing more aligned opportunities to you because you'll be living more in your dharma, your your life's mission, your life's purpose, which P.S. is not a career. <laughs> it's really to evolve and grow, but you'll be more aligned with your dharma. And because you won't be consumed, that inner child will be ruling you trying to get your unmet needs met. So the inner child workshop is not just about, oh, let me like have this nice moment with my inner child and color and talk to her, him, and it'll be nice and sweet. It's way more important than that. Way more important than that. This will completely shift how you live your life and how you relate. If you missed the inner child group coaching calls I did, I did two. I did one in February and then Steph and I just did one last week where we really talked about how the inner child impacts our relationships, but you can always go grab a copy of those group coachings at christinehassler.com slash group dash coaching dash replays. And that link will be in the show notes. Um, and kind of get a taste of it, but you know, I don't know when you're listening to this episode, it airs the Wednesday before we start on Friday. A lot of you listen the day the episode drops. You can always join us Friday or even Saturday because we record it and send you all the links. And if you can't join us live, you can always get the recording. You have access to the recording for 30 days. So you have plenty of time to do it. To register for inner child, it's christinehassler.com slash inner child. 
And again, it's March 19th through 21st. All the times are on the website. Again, it is recorded. And as of now, this is the only inner child workshop we're doing this year. So if you want in, get in. And we have a level two inner child, which is all about relationships and how the inner child impacts relationships and love and intimacy and even friendships. And you have to do level one to get access to level two. So check that all out. All right. As you're listening to this call with Olivia, consider, do you often feel confused about your feelings? Do you often feel guilty about feeling the way you feel? Do you put other people's needs above yours, making their feelings and tending to their feelings and their concerns more of a priority than your own? Do you feel overwhelmed with a current emotion and scared that if you go into it, you'll just completely lose yourself? And finally, are you going through a loss of any kind? A loss of a person you love, a pet, a job, a dream? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my call with Olivia. Before we dive in, let's talk about bras. I love third love bras. They are my most comfortable bras. And I also really love their new loungewear, which I'll talk about in a second. I've been living in it. So third love uses the measurements of millions of women to design bras with all day comfort and support. They have a perfect fit promise. If you don't love whatever you buy, exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. They have more than 80 sizes in bras. Every third love bra is made with signature memory phone cups, no slip straps, and a scratch-free band. Oh, isn't it so annoying when that tag in your bra itches you? You won't have that with a third love bra. From cups AA to I, including half cups and bands 30 to 48, Maybe you've heard me talk about their Fit Finder quiz so you can really find your perfect fitting bra. Well, Third Love just launched the Fitting Room, a new and improved version of the quiz we all know and love. It's like a personal shopper to for your bra to focus on size, breast shape, current fit issues. Throughout the whole thing, fit stylists are available for one-on-one chat to answer any questions. Talk about level of service. Ladies, it is time to let go of your bad bra. Your boobs deserve better. They really do. I know you all have that bra that you've had for years and it's just your go-to and it's like, eh, no one's going to see this. I'll just throw it on. Eh -eh. You deserve better. And check out what's new by Third Love, their lounge line designed in luxe, easy to wear, mix and match styles, your unofficial uniform for anything you feel like doing. It's totally been my unofficial uniform. I love the premium cotton fabrics, the easy knit fits. It just is so comfy. One of my favorite things about Third Love is they donate all their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay area and across the United States. So far, Third Love has donated over 40 million in bras. So here is your call to action. Third Love knows your one true fit size is out there. So right now they're offering my listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash over it to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash over it for 20% off today. And now on to my coaching call with Olivia. Olivia, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thanks, for Christine, for the opportunity. I just wanted to speak to you. 12 months ago, my relationship of 10 years ended when I discovered that my ex-partner was practically living another life and... Um, It was quite a difficult breakup. And then within seven months of the breakup, he uh, remarried 
Oh, well, married, sorry, we weren't married, he married, and, and they announced that they were expecting uh, mm. a child, which was very difficult to, to hear. Yeah. And through the process of trying to deal with that, I then was advised that he'd passed away in a tragic accident very recently. So my question to you is, I've just spent this year trying to, to work through that, and I'm just feeling emotionally, I just don't even know how to feel. And I'm just wondering if you might be able to assist. Oh, so confusing. Yeah, very. I think it's healthy you don't know how yeah. to feel. This is like all the feelings in one. And so I think, you know, first of all, I'm just, I'm so sorry you're going through this to one, feel like you were lied to and be heartbroken mm -hmm. and find out there's somebody else mm -hmm. and find out they're having a baby and be so angry and feel mm -hmm. so betrayed and then find out he died and you loved him and probably still do. But it's like, do you grieve mm -hmm. it or are you angry? You, I, I totally feel you. This is a very confusing yeah, place for the psyche to be. It is very difficult. And thank you for, for saying that because I think a lot of people have come to me about how I feel. And uh, yeah, I just... I feel so sort of like stuck in my emotions and just almost kind of a little bit um, just blank. Mm. Mm. Blank as in numb or blank as in you don't know how you feel? I think I just don't know how to feel. I don't, it's almost like I don't know how I'm allowed to feel. Olivia, you are allowed to feel however the F you want. <laughs> okay. You're allowed to feel all the feelings and you have a right to, you have a right to. So my, well, before I give you any recommendations, I'm just, I'm just curious. What makes you think you're not allowed to feel? What feeling do you think you shouldn't be feeling? I don't know. I think I do this generally in my life where I, um, it's like I look around to how I should feel rather than how I actually feel. So I think this is just such an extension of that. And yeah, like you said, I feel a lot of anger and then I feel guilty for feeling angry. And then what do you I tell yourself sad. to feel guilty? Because guilt isn't really a feeling, right? It's a mental construct. So what are the things you tell yourself that make you feel guilty? Um, I think I tell myself that I shouldn't feel upset because maybe, like, I actually don't know. <laughs> I think I feel guilty just for feeling upset and feeling like yeah. weak and that I should be stronger and that right. somebody hurt me, so why do I even feel any pain right. towards this situation? That's it. Yep. That's mm -hmm. the confusing part because you're like, he mm -hmm. lied to me, he betrayed me. Why should I mourn him? I should be angry. But that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. It's not who you are. You're not. not you're not a shut down, cold person. And you loved no, him. No. You loved him, and part of you still does love him. You know, when a relationship ends, the person goes away, but the love doesn't. And it's not that long ago either. And so, you get to grieve this. You get to grieve this. It's important to grieve it. Grief is something, I talked about this in a coach's corner recently on acceptance. 
Grief is something that we don't do well <laughs> here, especially <laughs> in our in our cultures. We just don't do it well. You know, I know in my travels to Bali, for example, the way that they do funerals and burial ceremonies is is just so exquisite. You know, they do they do grief. They really honor the the process of death. And when it comes to our world, sometimes it's like, let's just get on and get over it. There's so many more quote cards on Instagram about being strong than grieving mm-hmm. and feeling all your feelings. So I want to give you full permission and support to grieve. And you might be really sad and grieving because he died in a shocking car accident. It's like, what do you do Mm -hmm. with that? That's a shock. You didn't have any time Mm -hmm. to prepare. You went from feeling completely betrayed and hurt to now he's dead. What do I do with that? Mm -hmm. Your psyche is just like jumbled. So just going to keep reminding you that how you're feeling is completely normal and healthy. If you weren't grieving and you were like, thank God he's dead. That would be a little concerning. Actually, that would be a lot concerning. That would be a lot concerning. Okay. So I want you to give yourself the gift of grief. Like really let yourself feel the sadness, the anger, the shock, all of it. Because you had, how long did you say you were with him? Ten years. That's a long time. Yeah, it is it's a, a long, long time. time, and you never got to say goodbye. No, and our last interactions were very strained, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is hard to process too because I think a part of me thought that maybe at some point I would get an apology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you might, but it might be from the other side. It might be from his spirit self and not his human self. And okay. we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But let's, okay. let's first, and let um, whatever emotion comes up, comes up. Let, let it just let it flow. You can mm-hmm. be, you can cry as much as you want. I gotcha. Don't worry about sounding coherent. This tribe, this audience knows emotions. We're all for releasing emotions. <laughs> it's totally okay. So you said something earlier. You. Yeah. You said something earlier about I've looked to other people for how to feel. Looked outside of me. Yes. And one one of the opportunities here in this tragedy, in this massive expectation hangover, in every you have m- multiple expectation hangovers in one. You have the opportunity to feel for yourself to really honor what's happening for you, to really honor a day where you wake up feeling him in your heart and missing him and thinking about the memories. And then, you know, 10 minutes later or two days later, you think about how he lied to you and you want to hit a pillow and scream and say, fuck you. And now you're dead. And I never got an apology. And then two hours later, you could miss him again. Yeah. Yeah. So part of this, from my perspective, is an initiation into your own feelings. 
into really learning how to ride the wave of your emotions because emotions aren't linear. And even though people talk about the stages of grief and my own experience with grief and loss, you bounce in between all of them. You can be angry one minute, sad the next, angry and sad. There's no, the only wrong way to do grief is not to do it, is to push it aside, is to say, oh, well, he was a jerk. I wasn't even with him anymore. Why am I so sad? He was your partner for 10 years. 10 years of your life. Yeah. Yeah, big part of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's bringing up all that. And it's it's also bringing up the the reality of like you will never get that conversation. Maybe you had in your head that you would have loved a peaceful closure com- closure conversation, an apology. Uh, Olivia, I'm so sorry I lied to you. I did love you. I did care about you. And so you're grieving that too. Yes, I am. And I think also it's been quite difficult because. You know, um, there's been a funeral and a wake and, you know, I didn't attend those because it wasn't my place to uh, with a new partner and a baby. And I just thought out of respect that it wouldn't be, you know, good for me to attend those. So that's been a little bit difficult too. Out of respect for yourself or others? For others. Yeah, for others. Mm. I thought that that wasn't... um, that my presence wouldn't really be. What about for you? Yeah, well, for me, I don't know. I didn't think it was about me. Your grief is about you. Yep. Let me just ask you this. Mm-hmm. Would you have wanted to go? Do you think it would have been healthy and healing for you to be there? Yes and no. Or would it have been too hard? I, yeah. I think it would mm-hmm. have been very difficult because he's started a new life and it happened so quickly and so many things happened in the space of such a short time and I think having to go and sit and see that would have been very challenging but out of respect for him and to honour him and his family then yes but I just didn't think it was I felt I did agonise over that and I thought that it would be better to honour that privately rather than publicly yes but but I want to pull you out of something mm-hmm. because, you know, the, the big pattern I'm seeing here is the people pleasing and putting yourself second <laughs> and that lower self-worth and all of that plays into this whole thing, right? Yeah, how did you so know So I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you, my love, that going probably wasn't the best choice for you. Mm-hmm. I don't care about them and I don't want you to care about them. I want you to make that decision and be like, I made the self-honoring choice for me. And when I say I don't care about them, it's not that I don't care about their grief and all of that because I'm sure it's very difficult for his current partner and family and everything. But I don't want your reason for not going to be about them because then it just perpetuates this pattern Mm -hmm. of... I have to look outside of me for feelings. I have to look outside of me to see what other people need. I basically put me last and think about other people first. Okay, that makes sense. So again, I support you. Yeah, I support you and not going, but I want it to be from, I made this self-honoring choice for me. It wasn't good for me to go and subject myself to seeing that. 
and not knowing where my grief fits in. Okay. And so what I'd encourage you to do is do your own memorial service just with you. Let have a picture, light some candles, you know, say anything that you want to say. You can also tell them off in the memorial service, you know, you can have it whatever, however you want to do it. But something that gives you some kind of ritual that gives you closure because another thing I've learned in my own grief is that ritual and ceremony is important. My, my grandfather owned funeral homes and my sister and I would spend summers with my grandparents like a month every summer. And we spent a lot of time at the funeral home. We, we liked going, we loved my grandfather. We loved going to the funeral home and, and we saw a lot of different funerals, you know, kind of just from the outside but I learned at a very young age how important a ceremony and a ritual and giving people an opportunity to grieve a loss, how, how healing that is mm-hmm. and how that's a rite of passage. And so I really would encourage you, have your own ceremony for him. Would you be open to doing that? Yeah, I like that suggestion. I think I have considered that and thought similar, so... I think what you're suggesting is a good idea and something that might help give some sort of closure. Yeah. And I have a few more suggestions if you're open to them. Of course. Is that okay? Yes, I'd like that. Okay. So the other thing, and I've said this before, I'm just going to say it again, maybe in a more concise way, is give yourself permission to feel all the feelings. So if, for example you start feeling sad and you have a commentary that comes in and says, why do I feel sad? He lied to me and left me. Then switch to anger. Don't judge yourself for feeling sad or feel guilty for feeling sad. Let that thought move you into anger. Hit a pillow, journal. I can't believe you did that. Like I loved you. You lied to me. And then it might go back to sad or then it might go to shame you know, like ride the waves of the feeling, Okay. ride the waves. And the thing about waves of emotion is it's not just a wave on anger and you just ride anger as it goes up and down. The waves of emotion can be anger, sadness, shame, like fear. It can be all kinds of things in a wave. And so I'm standing with you in really giving yourself permission to feel without any judgment, because this is part of how you start to unpack the people-pleasing pattern too. (laughs) Because the thing with people-pleasers is they put their feelings on the back burner and just get really good at fawning or or being a chameleon. Like, how do I need to feel so that other people are okay? Yes, I do that a lot. And this situation Mm -hmm. has definitely, I guess, you know, there's always a silver lining. And one of those is that some of the areas that maybe I need to look at in my life. Um, And one of them is people-pleasing, definitely, as you mentioned, low self-worth. It's sort of really highlighted those. Yeah. And giving yourself this process, like really letting yourself have all your feelings, Mm -hmm. will help with the self-worth. Okay. Why do you think that is? Why do you think giving yourself this would help with the self-worth? Because it builds up builds you up because you're feeling how you like giving yourself permission to feel how you should feel about a situation rather than 
you know, looking to, around and judging yourself on what you should be feeling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh, wow, my feelings are worthy. I'm mm-hmm. giving this to myself. You know, I shared I've been going through something lately and I gave myself pretty much two weeks off. I, I, I gave myself space and time. And if other people were upset about it, oh, well. Like I had to give myself my own process. And that what, what really helps with self-worth is when we feel like we're meeting our own needs. We, our self-worth tank tends to dwindle when we aren't meeting our own needs, when we put other people's needs above ours because the little girl or little boy inside of us thinks, well, I guess I'm not worthy enough to have my time, to have my space, to have my feelings. I just have to make sure everybody else is okay. Yeah. So giving yourself the time and the space to move through this and feel and not question or judge anything you're feeling, just full permission to feel it all is going to help with the self-worth because little Olivia is going to go, oh, wow, I matter. My feelings matter. I'm giving myself this. Okay. That makes sense. And yeah. And the parts of you that loved him and still love him, the heart, yeah. Love is pure. Love doesn't know, well, he lied to me and had another family. Your mind knows it. But the part of you that loved him in your heart is grieving someone you were with for 10 years. It is. Yeah. And it's a little complex. <laughs> it is. Um, but it's it's like the universe kind of is like, okay, Olivia. We're going to throw a really big one at you because you've been resisting this for a while. So we're going to give you a biggie. And one thing I can assure you from personal experience is if you allow yourself to go all the way in, like all the way into this and feel it. And remember, like we, we only get lost in our feelings when we judge them or when we go into victim. So people get lost in their feelings and downward spiral and get depressed and never get out of the grief when there's the judgment and Mm. the victim. Why did this happen? I can't believe this happened. I shouldn't be feeling this way. That keeps us stuck. But giving ourselves full permission to feel all the feelings with massive compassion, massive compassion, that's how we get through rather than stuck. Does that distinction make sense? Yes, it does. I think sometimes I maybe do start to feel the victim mentality and that to me is like a really big trigger Um, and then that's when I will go into the judgment side and be like, are you feeling like this? You shouldn't be like, what do you, you've got to be sorry for. And then I've become quite hard on myself. So I understand what you're saying. So when you feel like you're going into victim, that's when I want you to bring up anger. Okay. I- because what you're doing is since you're not really getting your anger out, it's it's being directed inward. And I you're do that a yourself. lot. Yeah, I do that a lot. I very rarely get angry. Um, I just get very anxious. And uh, mm. yeah, it, it, anger is a difficult emotion for me. I just bury it. 
yeah. which yeah. I've done this whole year yeah. since this happened. I just buried it, mm. even in my interactions yeah. with him. Uh, when we, when I was dealing with him, I I didn't get angry. I just went into sort mm. of yeah, I just didn't get angry with him. I just went into sort of uh, like I said, almost like a a different state, just to not show it and yeah. just be just to move forward. And then yeah, I'd get yeah. very sad. And- yeah. Well, time to dig up that anger. Because, you know, that's that's another thing that kind of gets us out of the stuck place. You know, deep, deep sadness, staying there for too long and victimization is a very dense, heavy energy. And we can drown in that. Mm-hmm. Having some anger is a more fiery, forward-moving emotion. And so I want you to find that anger. You know, if you go to christinehaster.com slash anger release, that's my excerpt from Expectation Hangover where I walk you through how to do an anger release. So that's always there. Okay. Super important for you. And the other thing down the road, you're not in personal mastery, are you? No. No. Okay. Well, I teach something in there called the empty chair process. And it's basically where you set up two chairs and you close your eyes and When you're in one chair, you're you. And from that place, you call forth like another person or another part of you. Um, In this instance, if you did it with with your ex, you would visualize him sitting in the chair across from you, again, keeping your eyes closed the whole time. And you just start talking to him. Like, I can't, I'm still so angry. I was so nice to you, but I really felt angry. And now you're dead and I'm never going to get this apology. And then you speak a little bit, and then when you feel moved, you move to the other chair, eyes closed, and you speak as him. You speak as him. And you move back and forth between the chairs, having this conversation with him. And I've done this so many times and had so many instances of clients doing this and people at retreats with either parts of themselves or other people. And it's amazing what comes through. It's even though it's a practice based in psychology and different integrated family systems and all that kind of stuff, it's it's a very spiritual, in my experience, process. Something really magical happens when we set an intention. So if you wanted to get an apology okay. and wanted to get closure, that's one way you could do it. It could be helpful. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I think I've done something similar in you know, therapy um, many years ago. <laughs> But yes, similar-ish, so I understand. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. How are you feeling now? I feel better. I feel like just speaking about it, I think, with somebody that, you know, is, I guess, removed from the situation um, because, Mm. you know, I I don't tend to open up about it to many people and the people I do, they're very in the situation. So I guess their advice is from being inside the situation. So it's, it's good to have somebody that is able to sort of provide some insight from sort of overhead. And um, I think right. the things that you've advised me to do, they feel like they could be really helpful. And um, just mm. and just also you just expressing, like giving me the, the okay to, to just feel the emotions so that when I am going into yes. that state of, you shouldn't be feeling like this and what are you upset about? And he did, you know, that, that I'll just 
can remember your voice telling me that. Yes, I was going to say that. Hear my voice. Yes, (laughs) yes. That this, you absolutely should be feeling this. I would be concerned about your mental health if you weren't feeling these emotions. Yeah. Someone that doesn't have the ability to grieve, you know, there's something concerning there. There's a part that's really shut down. So everything that you're sharing from, from my perspective, both as a human who's gone through grief and has supported a lot of people through it, this is all very healthy. The only unhealthy thing you're doing is judging yourself. Okay. Thank you. I can try and change that. And you know, I also want to say, I'm sorry for your loss. You know, I think that as given the situation, I don't think you've had a lot of sympathy for your loss. No, not at all. Yeah. And I, I honor that and I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you, Christine. Sometimes that's just what I've wanted to hear from some people. Yeah. Because it's, you know, you feel like you were replaced Yeah, and, you know, it was such a long time with somebody and you just, yeah, just yeah, know, it just feels like there's not much honoring of that. And that's been yeah. difficult. Yeah. I totally see that and honor that. It's a big thank loss. You. Yeah. Thank you. You deserve to grieve and you give yourself that space to do so. Thank you. And it's not an overnight process. Oh, no, I've learned that. (laughs) (laughs) So lots of kindness and gentleness. All that kindness and gentleness that you give so many other people. I want you to give that to yourself, okay? Okay, thank you, Christine. So thank you so much, Olivia, for your courage and your vulnerability. I understand you're going through such a hard and confusing time, and I'm so glad that you reached out for support. Not only support from me, but support from this community. One thing that I've noticed with this community is that you really cheer for each other. And even though those of you listening may not know Olivia personally, I'm sure you felt her. I'm sure that you felt that in your heart. You felt empathy. And that feeling of empathy sends love energetically to that person. So Olivia, I hope you receive just a jolt of support by all thousands and thousands of people that listen to this show and are feeling you. And maybe you also felt a ping in your heart for yourself. Maybe you've been going through something and the emotions have been confusing. And like I was saying in the intro, and like I was saying to Olivia, it's normal for emotions to be confusing. They're, they don't happen in the linear mind. They're energetic based. They're, they're feeling based. They're unconscious based. They're body based. Please try not to make sense of them. Give yourself permission to feel whatever you're feeling and know that as you ride the wave of those emotions, it may switch. As I told Olivia, you might be crying and upset and then it might go to anger. And what was happening for Olivia is that she'd be crying, she'd be feeling her feelings, and then she'd go to anger at herself. Why am I feeling this way? I shouldn't be feeling like this. The guilt would come up. And so my encouragement to her is if that comes up, no, no, no. Anger inward, anger directing itself, no bueno. Get get your foam noodle or your tennis racket or whatever, just your fist, and hit that pillow and scream and get that anger out. Never direct anger inward or itself. And ride these waves. 
Remember, I don't want you to get stuck in emotion. I'm not saying you just sit around in your feeling for days and months on end. That's depression. And that puts you right into victim. What I am saying is ride the waves with compassion, with just giving your permission, self-permission to just let it all out. I really want you guys to feel the difference of that. I think you can all think of a time when you were upset, you were crying, you were moving through emotion, and there was the commentary. Why? I hate this. Crying too much. This is ever going to be over. This is awful. You know, you bounce between judgment and victim and you get stuck in the emotion and you start to feel depressed or apathetic or hopeless. And it's just a downward spiral. You want to know what gets you out of the downward spiral and helps you ride that wave all the way to the beach. So you don't drown in your emotions, compassion and acceptance. There's a part of you that's going through the emotion and there's a part of you that's like, it's okay. Let it out. Now, another point I want to make here is pep talking can be a form of judgment. Pep talking, find the silver lining. Like for example, if you're crying and you're upset and you start pep talking yourself, your emotions are going to feel dismissed. Like I said, I've been going through something and and I hate making this about me, but it's just a good example. And well-meaning meaning people have said positive things. Oh, you'll get through this. And oh, this is done. And it's just like well-meaning things while I've been crying and sharing. And I just want to say to them, like, that doesn't help me right now. What I need is for you just to be with the feeling. But other people are often uncomfortable with people's emotion. Like, luckily I've <laughs> held space for thousands of people at this point in terms of holding for their emotions. So, you know, I know how to hold for other people and I know how to hold for myself. And so a lot of my own grieving and process has been by myself because I don't want to pep talk. I don't want people to tell me like what's going to happen in the future. That's, that is dismissive. Do you guys get that? I hope you're like, this is landing for you. So when you're in the emotion just be in it with compassion. It's okay. Let it out. Yeah. This is really hard. This is really, really hard. This is normal that you're feeling this way. Compassion, compassion, compassion. You can say, I don't like this. This sucks. That can be a statement without judgment. That can just be a fact. Like what, what you're going through right now, what Olivia is going through right now is really hard. That's just true. We're not making a judgment about it. If we go into why has this happened to me? Life is always hard for me. I'm never going to get out of this. Everyone else's life works and mine doesn't. Then we're going into victim. We can acknowledge the harshness of something and the difficulty of something without going into judgment. So I want you all to work with this and I want you to keep this in mind when you're holding space for other people, all you parents out there too. I know you want to make your kids feel better, but let them feel. Don't dismiss their feelings and go right into a pep talk and what they can do different in the future. And let's put a silver lining on it. That comes after the release of emotions. I know with clients and even in retreats, there's a big wave and release of emotion. And then I just let it settle. I just let it be. And then once I can see there's a shift in the person, there's a shift in the energy, there's the openness. Then we can talk about, all right, what's here to learn? And all right, what are the next steps? And all right, what can the future look like? But to do that when you're in the emotion and the expression of the emotion just feels like a dismissal and it interrupts the wave. It's like knocking somebody off their surfboard. They're riding and they're fine. It might be a little, a little shaky and you might be worried and you may want to go in and like 
rescue them or jump off your own surfboard. But all I'm saying is keep riding the wave and keep letting someone else ride the wave. And then when you get to the beach, the nervous system calms and the emotion has been released. Then you can talk about the lessons and the blessings and the next step. So takeaways for you, practice riding those waves, really practice compassion, 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 compassion (laughs) for yourself and for others. Allow emotions to be confusing. You don't need to understand them mentally. The body understands emotions and the heart understands emotions much better than the mind. Let your body and your heart guide you when it comes to emotion, not your mind. Your mind is useless when it comes to emotions. Trust me. And finally, consider joining me for the inner child workshop, me and my husband for the inner child workshop this weekend. Again, it's christinehausler.com slash inner child. Thank you so much, everyone for listening, sending you so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 